to listen to the AZ Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Mike Luke, joined by William Brad Alice. Hello there, William. How you doing? Good. How are you doing, Michael? Yeah, not too bad. We got a lot to get to this show, but first and foremost, my lighting will be better next show. I do guarantee you that. Sorry about that, Jacob Franklin. Um, but first and foremost, we uh, we got to talk a little bit about Carter Bryant and Jamari Phillips and what we saw last night. And quite frankly, that was a... When I look at players that come in here as freshmen, um, I always kind of compare them to Gilbert Arenas and Jason Gardner as far as immediate impact, instant impact, all of that. And both of these guys are going to be immediate impact players there, William. Yeah, you know, and I only I watched about half the game. And, of course, right when I turned it on, they pulled Carter Bryant out for a little bit. But, yeah, they're certainly both impressive, different types of players. Um, you know, you mentioned Gilbert Arenas and, and, and Jason Gardner. Um, you know, obviously not the same positions necessarily. You know, obviously it looks like uh, uh, Bryant will play on the wing as a, as a true, uh, you know, big NBA type uh, three and D small forward type. Whereas, uh, you know, Phillips is, is, a, is a scoring two guard. I mean, he might be able to run a low point, but that's not his strength. His strength is, uh, you know, scoring. And, and you mentioned Khalid Reeves. And I think, it seems like Khalid Reeves kind of is the default uh, for any comparison to physical combo guards. And there's a reason for that. He had the single greatest season in school history. And, uh, you know, I unfortunately have missed on that comparison in the past. And I compared a. Who did a you compare man. him to? I compared Chris Rogers to him. High school right. Chris Rogers before he became French and crazy or right. before we knew he was fake French and crazy. Um, but he, he like, Reeves was a bigger guard, could handle, could pass, could score. Um, and, and Phillips certainly kind of cut from that mold as well. But, yeah, comparing anyone – comparing anyone to Gilbert Arenas or uh, right. uh, Khalid Reeves is is high praise indeed. Um, but at the same time, both of these kids, yeah, the only thing keeping them from being uh, superstars may just be the guys ahead of them. And right now I don't see anyone who's, who's necessarily um, – capable of keeping Bryant off the floor because they don't have anyone like him. Phillips. And, and I think what's theory could have to play behind uh, Boswell and Bradley, but he'll play certainly will play. And, um, you know, obviously he might be the best of, of the two uh, from a pure skill standpoint, but he's also, the guy they have some some similarities to with guys already on the roster. And I think what's exciting about watching Jamari Phillips is, and we'll get to Carter Bryant here in a second, is that Jamari Phillips is, and I haven't thought of somebody since like Alonzo Trier came in here, where they were just able to score the basketball, where they were just able to, you know, get the ball, get out of the way, and I can get my basket in a variety of ways. You see, these are some NBA moves right here. What You know, he's getting to the mid-range. He's pulling up off one leg. There's a ton of different aspects to what he's able to do. And I think what has, uh, surprised some people is the athleticism that he's uh, that he's been able to show. Um, I, like I said, I don't know that we've had a, a pure scorer come in like this since probably Alonzo Trier. I don't know if he's going to start. But he feels like a double-figure player from day one there, Brad. Yeah, I mean, he, he's one of those guys who might not be a starter in name only, where you don't right. look at whose name is called before the announcer in the crowd, but who who's uh, logging more minutes. I mean, he's going to play. I mean, that's that's all there is to it. And versatile enough um, that you can find different – you know, he, he's big enough that he could be your uh, a small forward. 
Um, right. could play uh, in a three guard lineup and heck Bryant's maybe big enough that he could be, a um, you know, a, an undersized four in, and basically a, a four out one in type, uh, type lineup. Um, so yeah, you've got versatility and at the end of the day, the, the great programs, you push the guys ahead of you. Um, you know, Kylan Boswell's a, a, a five-star player. You know, Jaden Bradley was a five-star player. Doesn't mean anything in a great program. Right. Um, Back to the aforementioned Chris Rogers. I remember when North Carolina State fans were losing their minds um, because Arizona was recruiting, and again, two busts here in the, in the big scheme of things, but Mustafa Shakur when they already had five-star Chris Rogers. But that's what good programs do. I mean, I'm also not fun. sure that Chris Rogers wasn't good. I do think that they're – listen, he had some head case problems for sure. Yeah, yeah. But he was also behind the golden child that was not treated the same way that everybody else on the team was. And as much as we like to bash Mustafa Shakur, if Mustafa Shakur was three-star Mustafa Shakur, even four-star Mustafa Shakur, he had a good career. He just wasn't a superstar that a five-star is supposed to be. Right. Um, you know, for, for a, a, a less maligned example is Parzuski, who a lot of people hate because he was a five-star guy had one of the best four year non-superstar careers in Arizona history and if he was a three or four star kid they'd be praising him if he was Solomon Hill people would be praising him but he came in you know as a five star um, player and he he was a you know four star player that's what he you know three and a half star player 3.75 let's talk a little bit about Carter Bryant and great question there Amy um is Arizona targeting any other point guards for the 2024 class listen they'd like to get Zoom Diallo five-star kid out uh, out of Washington, obviously. That's probably not going to happen. That is a really great avatar, by the way, Avery Sanders. Right, for sure, yes. Um, but I think right now, honestly, your 2024 point guard is Jaden Bradley. Obviously, he's going to be playing this year, but when you, you missed out on some guys, Bradley, I think, is your, uh, your uh, insurance if – obviously, if uh, Kylan Boswell were to go pro. So that's probably the best answer I could give there. Let's talk a little bit about Carter Bryant. Are you not penciling Conrad Martinez in there? I am not penciling Conrad Martinez. If you want to pencil Conrad Martinez in there, Brad, you are more than welcome to pencil Conrad Martinez in there. Um, by the I way, uh, not go that far either, but Chris yeah, Rogers is the only person I've seen in Arizona history that I can make a case, that I can make a case um, was close to Reggie as far as on-ball defense. It's the only person I've seen that was like that. I disagree with you, man. I think he's he was a good defender who, because of his – people thought was a great – I don't think he was a great – I think he was a, a good defender, but there's, there's three or four other guys I think I would take over him. He had – Jordan Farmer had a hard time bringing the ball up the court against him. You know what? Jordan Farmer had trouble bringing the ball up against him in high school, too. That was a matchup thing. But um, again, poor. And again, I don't want to completely bash on Chris Rogers. The kid had an impossibly difficult upbringing. I only know a fraction of the story. Um, just a, a tragic story with, with some of his family That's life. But he got to Arizona and just couldn't necessarily deal with yeah. the what was expected of an Arizona basketball player. And uh, didn't quite live up to that. He was still a pretty good player. And again, but uh, you know, had the bizarre letter where he resigned for a while. Became again, people don't remember. Started speaking in a French accent for for a, a year. Um. So I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to bash the kid. But right. at the same time, right for sure. He let's was. Talk, 
Let's talk one of the best interviews I ever had in high school when I used to cover recruiting camps. Let's talk a little bit of Carter Bryant here. Derek Queen is out of the picture, I guess, Amy. I really wish Arizona could get Derek Queen, just like everybody in the nation wishes they could get the five-star. But, yeah, he Arizona won't get him. Uh, but first, BetMGM, then we're going to get back to Carter Bryant right here. BetMGM. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code PHNX. All right. Now, here's the deal. If uh, you can go, there are a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, place your first bet offer and receive up to 1000 back in bonus bets if it loses. Again, if it loses with BetMGM, again, make sure you use bonus code PHNX. Check out all the show notes for details. We're going to be talking about Arizona football here in a little bit, talking about where exactly Arizona football stands. Back the A right there and go on the over on the BetMGM app. Let's hear from the great Shane Diefenbach. Claimer 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. All right, now Carter Bryant, you made. I thought you hit the nail on the head right there. And if maybe, uh, well, I don't know. Actually, I don't. If we have some of those Carter Bryant highlights there, Jacob Franklin, maybe we could use those. Um, but uh, Carter Bryant, I think, has a lot of position flexibility for the U of A here. Because watching him again last night, you can tell he's every bit of six foot eight, and he's probably got something like a six eleven wingspan. He can shoot the three. What's very impressive too is his passing. That's what really stuck out to me. Uh, when I saw him this summer and uh, he had a couple passes last night, which were just kind of next level type, uh, next level type passes. You can put him in a variety of different spots. And I'm just saying, let's just say, for example, that your four best players or the guys that you need to have out on the court are Kylan Boswell, Jaden Bradley, uh, Jamari Phillips, and uh, uh, Carter Bryant. You can go with a one through four right there. If you have the right type of big man right there. Yeah, I mean, you got to think of it. You'll probably the most likely scenario is Mount Crevis or uh, Henry Vasar. Your guy, Mount Crevis. Your guy. Uh, you know, I'm I'm sticking with your nickname, if whether people like it or not. But um, you know, assuming those two guys are your five in that scenario, you know, maybe your guy Da as well. But those are legit big men. That's not like putting. Uh, you know, a six nine guy out there next to a six eight, essentially a wing. Um, you can get away with that, especially in college basketball, where a lot of teams are are, are putting a less skilled version with the same body as Carter Bryant at the four naturally. Right. Um, you know, to me, you know, you've I think you mentioned the Jason Tatum comparison. I, I like it. If you want an Arizona comparison, Derek Williams. Um, I think Carter Bryant's more explosive. He, remember, he, Will, Williams was really a combo for him. I mean, Williams could stroke the three, could put on the Carter Bryant put, puts it on the floor better. He's he, he can drive better, but Williams really kind of almost played out of position at the four. Uh, there were a lot of Arizona loop teams where he would have been the three um, as that long kind of physical wing. So uh, putting Carter Bryant at the four again, not the best position for him. But you're certainly going to get some real quality minutes with 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 him at the four. I mean, essentially, he's the same height as as Kashad Johnson. He's the same height as a lot of guys Arizona has had at that spot. 
Um, and, you know, again, unless he's going up against an absolute bruiser of a four, and there aren't many of those right. in the usually in the Pac-12, um, he should match up fine at two spots. These guys both feel like all these guys both feel like players, though, that will be uh, um, that will be in the NBA for quite a while. Yeah, I mean, you look at him there and, and the big knock on Boswell is he doesn't build. Right. Um, you know, he's a short, stocky. You've got to be. And if anyone saw that thread out there from the uh, point guard who played for the um, Nick Summer League team, great example. That guy's not built like an NBA point guard. He's six foot. He's stocky. Jalen Brunson. No, he was on the I was going to say, he's very good. Uh, I think he's, I think Hillcrest Prep put it out there. It was like this 2000 word, how, you know, basically he went to Thibodeau after a tryout camp and said, what do I have to do to get in the NBA? 27 year old rookie. Right. Uh, it was really fascinating. But he said, as a six footer, you got to do more than, you know, what a six foot three guy has to. But you look at Phillips and Bryant. Phillips, what, six three, six four, maybe six five. Um, and they're both physically mature guys. I mean, they're, they're right. obviously not bodybuilders, but at the same time, those aren't little scrawny guys who have to learn how to lift weights to, to see the floor at Arizona. Um, and they've got NBA bodies, um, you know, stack up, uh, you know, stack up Phillips against uh, any of the, you know, the, the, the mid-sized two guards, you know. And what I really like about Phillips too, Will Perry back in the A from Kansas City. William Brad Alice is stomping grounds right there. It's where the family's from. Uh, right. So, you know, uh, shout out uh, Shawnee Mission area. Mount, Mount uh, or I was going to say Mount Mulebach. Matt Mulebach also. He is a mountain of, of a paragon of virtue. Not, not he really maybe is. Not statue, but. A beacon of light in an uncertain time. Hey, um, you, you know, I want to say this. You know, you, you've talked and I know we're going to get to your watch parties. Mulebach's a great example of the difference between a D1 athlete and us. Mulebach was... Again, what, 6'2", 6'3", right. uh, a good college basketball player. And you saw him on the court, and he didn't look like you know a lot of the other guys. He comes in person, and at, what, 53 years, 52 years? Yes, old, he's imposing. 6'3", lean, athletic. Like, he, he turns heads in a room of normal people, and that is uh, something that should tell you just about the difference between a schlub like me and a former D1 athlete like Matt Mulebach. Brad Allison and Mike Luke do not turn heads when they walk into buildings the way that Matt Mulebach does. That is for sure. Also, talk about turning heads. When was the last time you went to Circle K, Brad? Yesterday. All right. That's what we like to hear around there. The commitment is strong. The commitment is solid. Make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff right now. Text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free offer on a 32-ounce Polar Pop. Head to CircleK.com slash store locator to find a Circle K near you. You also might see Jacob Franklin in there as well. And here's the difference. Whereas Brad Alice and I can essentially hide Going up and down uh, the aisles, Jacob Franklin cannot hide. You will see him there. Check it out, Circle K. Um, so basically, though, on Bryant and whatnot. Oh, by the way, uh, T Burn or who was this right here? That had a very funny T Burns eight two six with Philly B at the two and Dylan at the three. I'm not sure how much time Phillips and Bryant seem. Uh, all right. First of all, that's funny. Second of all, that's a good tease because we have Frank Caliendo coming on tomorrow. Frank Caliendo, who has known Dylan Anderson for a very long time. Frank Caliendo, who actually is now a text messaging buddy of myself. 
But yes, Frank will be on tomorrow, 1230. Uh, send me any of your questions if you would like. And he knows the Pac-12. It's crazy, Brad. I'm asking him all about uh, his teams. And he's like, I like Oregon. He's like, but I think they better start uh, Biddle instead of K.J. Evans. He was going really in-depth. He's like, I don't think the K.J. Evans is as good a five-star as some of these other kids. It was very impressive. Yeah, you know, I mean, one thing, if, if just listen to a stand-up, and again, I, I've been a fan long enough that I have several DVDs I ordered off his website, and they're laser-printed himself. Um, he's a sports fan. I mean, you can't yeah. do Madden and Barkley and uh, Summerall and, and – uh, oh, uh, With, Without actually being – Romo. Right. And Romo and Nance. I mean, in fact, around here, we still go, Tony! Right. Um, so, yeah, the guy's a sportsman. Now, he he's from Wisconsin, so I don't know how much of a Badger fan he is, and I know that can be a point of contention. Um, but obviously, with his ties uh, uh, to uh, DA and 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 to, to the West Coast, he's been out here. I know he's lived in Phoenix for quite a while. Uh, yeah, he's a big sports fan. And, then, you know, obviously, he's done the NFL stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm sure he knows his stuff because, you can't, again, to make those impersonations good, at the very least, you have to be listening a lot. And at the, at the, at the best, you, you really understand, quote unquote, the character you're portraying. All right. Now, we're going to talk a little bit of Arizona football here. We have Pac-12 Media Day coming up here very shortly. But first, Brad, there's another indication to me that people are still a little late to the Arizona football ball game here. Now, again... Not saying that this is going to be 1998 or anything like that, but here's the uh, Jordan Morgan is on the second team. Jonas Savanea is honorable mention. I would be, I would, I would be willing if you ask me any. And again, I know it's a little different, but if you were to ask me any offensive lineman in this conference that will eventually be the highest uh, picked player in this conference, it to me would be Jonas Savanea. He's not an honorable mention there, William. Um, the only thing I can see is it's a numbers game with older players. I haven't looked at the list, so I, I don't, I don't really know. My guess is you've got a lot of juniors and seniors on better teams that are ahead of him. And that's probably why he gets knocked down. I mean, he's a, he's a true sophomore and right. there are, there, there are some six year guys there probably on that list. But, um, certainly if you were looking at, again, give the kid more motivation, I, I'm, I'm all here for it. Uh, let the kid, uh, let the kid do another, uh, you know, 400 pound bench press because he's pissed off at being honorable mention. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. Right. And then Jordan Morgan, your guy from Marana, second team right there. Um, Jordan Morgan, um, Jordan Morgan is, if he's healthy, he was on a lot of first round picks last year and he graded out as the highest returning player in the conference. As far as returning linemen, that to me is a little, little dicey there as well. William, I, I would have a hard time believing that there are two better tackles in the league right now. Maybe there are, I don't buy it though. Uh, what have you done for me lately? I mean, I'm assuming that's the media team or the media list right. and not the coaches list. And a lot of those guys, Saw Jordan Morgan playing half a season for a one-win football team. Right. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah. And Jake, with, Jacob with, Cowell. You know, get, get to a couple bowl games and you're not going to get slighted as much. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of players right here. By the way, here is – I'm going to read you the first-team offense right here. So here's who we got. All right. First-team offense, we have – Let's see here. First team, obviously, you got Caleb Williams. Then you got uh, QB. You got Michael Penix. No problem there. Damian Martinez, Jay Knott, Bucky Irving. And wide receiver, it gets interesting now. You got the two Washington kids. You've got uh, Dorian Singer, and you got Jacob Cowing. I'm uh, I'm all right with all those, to be honest with you. 
yeah, I mean, obviously we like to think that maybe T-Mac will make the jump, but how do you put him over any of those four guys who outplayed him last year? So, right. yeah, and then, I'm, fine. I'm fine with that list. Here's where uh, – and then on the second team right there, you've got – or excuse me, this is uh, this is honorable mention right there. And then you've got a bunch – got T-Macs, you got guys like that uh, as your honorable mentions. Um, T-Mac to me is interesting. Michael Wiley to me is interesting as well. Um, now I think that he's probably going to be splitting time, but Michael Wiley, I think has the potential to, uh, maybe if he can really get enough carries and enough uh, receptions, I think he's got that chance. I think he's got that chance to be able to make some moves. Yeah. His problem is he's not going to have the numbers to be a first team guy, probably even a second team, because he's probably looking at seven, 800 yards rushing is maybe his top end. And then you tack on 400 yards receiving, but at least in the media poll, they don't look at receiving very often for running right. backs. Um, they're looking at, um, you know, how many yards rushing did you have? How many yards per carry? Um, so that, that'll that hurt Wiley. But Wiley might end up being a guy who's it could be a 1,200, 1,300-yard total offense guy. Right. Now, so Arizona's winning some football games. Now, Jacob Manu not on here either. Jacob Manu, that surprises me a little bit. If we're talking about production contribution, that surprises me a little bit there, William. Not even an honorable mention. Jo- uh, Justin Flo made honorable mention, but not Jacob Manu. I get it. Jacob Manu is a 5'10 linebacker off a bad football team last year. Justin Flo has all the hype. Again, all right, sir. I'm not going to be that guy, but but uh, – I have voted on some of these preseason teams and you, a lot of time you're doing research in July based on like what other people are right. I I get it. I mean, again, let's, let's talk about teams that we think are clearly, because here's where I think it gets interesting for the, uh, for the U of a teams that we think are clearly better than Arizona right there. Because again, in the past, we've been able to come up with about 12 teams that have been better than Arizona. This year is a little bit different, but first OGs, Let's say you're like William Brad Alice. You have a hard time sleeping. You got the kids running around. You're playing. Uh, you're playing a hockey ten times a day, and you get home and you're a little sore, but you can't go to sleep. OGs. Here's the deal with OGs. Now, uh, flavoring life is what OGs is all about, and they make it so easy with their wide range of flavors and functions. No matter what it is you need, OGs has a gummy for it. Check out OGs online at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at ogsbrands. You can find their products at your local dispensary. Must be 21 years or up, and enjoy responsibly. And one last one, Four Peaks. The official brew of PHNX Sports. The Four Peaks movement is strong at the U of A. We all know about how the Four Peaks uh, stabilized the front court. Guess what it is? It's also the official brew of PHNX Sports. Check out Four Peaks Brew or Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest in Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks. Please drink responsibly. All right, Brad. Let's talk about teams that we think in football are clearly better than Arizona. And... I'm gonna go. I'm gonna come up with some uh, teams, and you tell me where I'm. Uh, you tell me if I'm wrong. Now, you think Arizona is going to be better than USC this year? Is this correct? I do not know. <laughs> All right. We, so we both agree on USC. Yes. Although I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be that guy. I'm not picking them to win the conference. Okay. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. It's called a tease. Um, Utah as well. Yes. All right. 
Those are the two teams in the South that I think are clearly better than Arizona. Is there a South anymore? Well, there's no South anymore, but, but yeah, from, but yeah, of the Southern, yeah. For my right. purposes, I'm. Yeah. Would you? Would you? Are there any other teams? Would you? That you would clearly, like? Clearly, no. There are. There is a, probably one more team I might slot ahead of Arizona, um, but there's no one clearly better than Arizona. Who's the other team? UCLA. UCLA. Yeah. Okay, fine. We think ASU is going to suck. Um, and Colorado, nobody likes Colorado this year. They're over and under is like what? Two and a half or three and a half wins. Yeah. They're either going to win six and shock everyone. And Sanders is going to be the coach at some sec team in two years, or they're going to be a dumpster fire. Are you buying Dion? No. How come? I think his whole shtick is. I don't know. I just, I, I don't, I think he can recruit. I think he's going to bring in talent. Um, watching his Jackson state teams look like he just had more talent than everyone. And they just right beat up on lesser teams. I, I need to, to, I need to, I need to, I need to see him out coach elite coaches. And if so, then great, then I'm wrong. And then he's going to be amazing at the college level. Cause the guy can recruit, but I, I just, I, I do. Something about Dion rubs you the wrong way. There's a, there's an over the topness that, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Handing the keys to your kid. I don't know. I just have, there's some, there's some issues. There's a reason a bunch of guys who are really good players bolted quickly out of there. Like Montana Lamonius Craig coming like here to Montana back. Montana Lamonius Craig. Yeah. Right. All right. That well, kid was going to start for them. So why did he leave? By the way, real quick. Who catches for more yards this year, Dorian Singer or Montana Lamonius Craig? Dorian Singer. By a lot? Yeah. All right. He's what? Right. He's what? The number two receiver at USC? Number one receiver? He was and running Lamonius. with the twos last. He was running with the twos in the spring. Yeah, Lamonius Craig is the third receiver at Arizona. So, yeah, I'm, I'm taking I'm taking Singer. All right. It's going to be an interesting one to follow. All right. But in the south right there, the only two that we feel very comfortable about being better than Arizona are USC and Utah, correct? Yes. All right. Now let's get to the north. Now it gets a little fascinating. And again, I know there's no north. I don't care. I think Stanford's going to stink. I don't worry about them. Um, yeah, they're bad. Cal, Cal doesn't worry me. Cal's the epitome of meh. Um, I mean, Cal could be better than Arizona, but they're certainly not clearly better. No. Right. Washington State's kind of in that same boat to me. They could be better than Arizona, but they're yeah. not clearly better. I think Washington State and Arizona are very similar. I agree. I think they are both have huge question marks, but are kind of consistently solid across the board. Would you rather have Cameron Ward or Jaden Delora? William? Ward. Yeah. The off-field stuff is still rubbing me the wrong way. I can I can see that for and sure. I, and again, I'm not and I, I'm, I'm not saying I'm going to boot the kid off the team, but right. Yeah, I get it yeah. for sure. Yeah. All right, Oregon. Um, Oregon's better than Arizona. I yeah. think we'll, we agree with that. Yeah. Bo Nix is good. I I never thought I would say the Bo Nix is really good, and I like Dan Lanning a lot. To be honest with you, I think Dan Lanning is Mario Cristobal who can actually coach. Yeah, I think I think he. I, I don't know if he's a great coach. Um, but he's not certainly a good coach. I think he's a better game coach than Chris Ball. Chris Ball might be a slightly better recruiter, but it may not matter when you're if you win at Oregon, you're fine. Right, for sure. Now, this where it gets fascinating for me. Oregon State. I would pick Oregon State ahead of Arizona, but I'm not. I'm in the same boat because I, they may not have a quarterback. 
Right. Because let's listen. Let's talk about that for a second. DJ Uyagalele was all world, all conference, all of that. But if you watched him at Clemson and you didn't know anything about his high school background, you would have thought they could do better than that. And I don't buy the argument to. And quite frankly, the I don't buy they, the kid who came in and I forget which game I was watching was it the Carolina or whatever. Uh, and they subbed in the uh, the true freshman for the true freshman was better. Yeah, for sure. And let's be honest here. I think Dabo Sweeney, and granted, these are highly rated guys, but he's also shown that if you give him a good quarterback, the good quarterback generally turns out to be good. Um, Kelly, uh, not Kelly Bryant, although he wasn't bad. Deshaun Watson, uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence, dudes like that. You know, I Uyog Lele might not just be might not be good. I do like Jonathan Smith. I think he's done a very good job there. But because I'm not sold on their quarterback, I guess I would pick Oregon State to be better. But I also don't sit there, and I'm not also sure of that though. I I'd pick them fifth in the conference, but you could tell me they'd finish seventh or eighth, and I'd believe you. Right, for sure. Okay, so we're that now. Washington. Let's talk a little bit about Washington. Are they clearly better? If Kalen DeBoer is a good, really good. Yes. If Kalen DeBoer is a really good coach, they win the conference. Because I think they have the most – well, I said I think at the top end of the roster, they might have the most talent of anyone. Uh, obviously, yeah. USC goes 1 to 50, but 1 to 30, 1 to 25, it might be Washington. And honestly, you could make the case that Washington has the best wide receiver uh, uh, core in the country. Both the two, both the first team guys yep. in a Dunze and McMillan are both first team. They're both your Pac-12 first team guys. Um, there's a third guy. His name's escaping me right now. And Michael Penix Jr. I didn't think much of him, but he played really well at Washington. And I think Kalen DeBoer is probably a big reason for that, William. I'll be honest. I like Penix at Indiana. Um, I thought he was. Did you like Penix at all that all that Big Ten football you've been watching? I thought he was a good player on a really awful team, and I, you know, again, Arizona was involved with him. I think out of high school, I liked him. Uh, again, I might be the worst guy picking quarterbacks because it's really hard. But I thought Penix did a good job with what he had um, at, uh, at, at Indiana. So it didn't shock me that he was successful at Washington. So we only go four teams, AKA the four peaks that are better, that are clearly better than Arizona this year. Yeah. And the, the, we may only go four teams that are, we may only go three teams that are clearly worse. So that just shows you the Arizona's got some real flexibility this year. Yeah. Brad. And again, that's what okay teams are. You know, they could, they could go anywhere from four to eight. Um, so if you're, if you're taking the over, I don't disagree with you, but you know, every other show, every other show like this in the country or in the conference with those teams are saying the same thing. Right. Five of a kind media says, I was going to ask about Arizona special teams are kicking game. Good. I am fine with our kicking game. First of all, love all Ostendorp. Totally cool with him. I think he's one of the best punters in the country and Tyler loop. We have. It's funny. We always talk about this. When you grow up in the 90s, you were used to awesome kickers. But now with some of what we've seen in the last 10 to 15 years, Brad, if you could get me a kicker that is good from 43 yards in like Tyler Loop is, I'll take it every day of the week. Yeah, and frankly, there's no reason Arizona should not have a kicker. With the amount of soccer players in this state, with the amount of good kickers we've seen come through, Arizona should never not have a kicker. Agreed. Now, let's talk. We're going to talk a little bit about the conference here, but first, Mountain Mike's Pizza. William Brad Alice has been to Mountain Mike's Pizza many times at Oracle and Wetmore. This is correct. This is correct. All right. When was the last time you went there with the kids? Uh, it's been a little bit, but um, 
it might be their pepperoni is a little spicy for one member of my family. So it's but more either way, a, yeah, more of a can... bachelor thing. Let's just put it that way. All right, I got you right there. Head over to mountainmikespizza.com or to their Mesa Chandler or Tucson locations to get your next order. Reminder, new diehards get a $50 voucher upon signing up. Remember, everybody out there, I was just wandering around Sacramento and I ran into a Mountain Mike's Pizza. That's how cool Mountain Mike's Pizza is. All right, Brad, Pac-12 TV deal here. Um, we're a year, we're a year uh, later after we were told that there would be a, probably a deal right around the corner. There has been no deal um, this is the last year that this Pac-12 media deal actually runs through. Is there a point when you start getting nervous and saying, um, maybe there just actually isn't a deal? Yeah, it was called May 1st. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's – I have no idea. Again, I think at the end of the day they're going to get something, whether it's good enough or not, because looking at the media landscape, Media companies are desperate for live entertainment that because you know there's more money to be had with, with live eyeballs than than through streaming uh, streaming later on um, right. because you can skip through ads or you're you're you know or you're locked into those ads but you know like on some of the streaming services but people aren't uh, you know don't necessarily you know pay as much for those so there is a there is a premium for live sporting events. That's one reason you're seeing, again, um, a lot of pro wrestling getting good TV deals. Oh, but that's also to placate you. Maybe. Um, we're seeing, again, I think I just heard of someone that's starting another MMA league because, again, it's live because right. there's that gambling aspect as well. They, they all go hand in hand um, because, you know, if you're gambling, you don't want to watch it the next day. Right. Um, so that being said, you may not be getting money from Fox or ESPN. Um, you may not be getting money from CBS. So are you willing to be on one of the NBC networks, which aren't dedicated to sports? So you might have games on USA and CNBC and Peacock. You might be challenging the gladiators for prime time. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, possibly. You know, do you, are you willing to take, more money to be stream heavy. And again, I don't necessarily think that's as bad as some other people do. Brad, I sent you that text that you ignored though. No, you did. And, and again, um, yeah, the numbers aren't as good as Apple TV has years. next to no viewers right now. Yeah. But that's why they'd want the pac 12 is to get viewers. Right. Um, and, but again, I think you have to have an over the air, component but i don't think it has to be as big as other because because again kids are streaming now right most people one of the big problems with the pac-12 network is you can't just buy the online subscription um so do you think the pac-12 knows what they're doing do you think there's a trick up their sleeve that they're pretending that or do you think that this is just kind it's of it's one of two things they're either know exactly what they're doing and we're going to be floored by the deal even if it doesn't make a lot of sense at first but the money is going to be there and you're like, wow, okay, this is interesting. Or they have no clue. And I'm not sure which it is. Like they could have something where you're like, what does oh. history tell you though, Brad? History tells me they're going to be on Raycom at 1030 <laughs> at night with Barry Tompkins and Dan Balavany. <laughs> Barry Tompkins butchering everybody's name as well during don't, that. Don't besmirch Barry Tompkins. He was in a Rocky movie. I like Barry Tompkins a lot, but there are times when it just, reaches the end and um i don't even know, I, I, no 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 disrespect is barry tompkins even still alive 
Barry Tompkins was doing games this past year. Yes. Okay, and awesome. Because again, that's my childhood. Is that game on channel 13 that was Raycom and it was him. And again, Dan Bellamity, who I, I can't spell his name to save my life. It's like and B, it's like B L L U O O. It wasn't pronounced. It's like Guy Fieri. It's not pronounced like it's spelled. Right. Um, so yeah. So yeah, again, history but the history of the Pac-12 has been either an ultra conservative Tom Hansen who kept the league from growing as big as it could have or just an ultra clueless but I also think there's a dis- who 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 hurt the league. But I also think there's a disproportionate amount of presidents, though, in the Pac-12, and maybe it's a little bit different now that honestly don't care about sports. Um, the fact that you had presidents rubber stamping Larry Scott when he wasn't clearly when he clearly wasn't doing a good job, and we've talked about it a little bit before. When you got Michael Crow who's saying that ASU's facilities are just fine when they're probably the worst in the conference. No offense, Jacob Franklin. That leads me to believe that you've got some presidents that don't really care about sports. Oh, I think that's absolutely true. Um, or you have presidents who are stuck with what they have. I don't know. I don't know how much more Oregon state and Washington state can grow. Right. Um, no offense, Oregon, Oregon state and Washington state fans send your Twitter hate to William Brad Alice. Not me after that remark. No, it's just, it's great fan bases. They're just limited. And again, it's, Arizona's better, but it's Arizona's a little bit in the same boat. But you know, Cal and Stanford, Stanford cares, but mostly just about across the board athletics. Cal doesn't care about athletics. Um, so yeah, so I think you you do have some of those problems. All right. All right. One last thing again, OGs. Now listen, the thing about OGs is they are going to hammer home the point because they have a product that is worth it. For people like William Brad Alice or myself, by the way. So, again, flavoring life is what OGs is all about. And they make it easy with their wide range of flavors and functions. No matter what it is you need, OGs has a gummy for it. Check out OGs online at OGs Brands and on Instagram at OGs Brands. You can find their products at your local dispensary. Must be 21 years or up to enjoy responsibly. Edward Sanchez right here says, I can't believe they can't get a great deal. We're the Pac-12 Conference of Champions. People on the West Coast want to watch it and so many have moved east and love watching the pack. Here's where I'm going to disagree with Edward a little bit here. When you look at Pac-12 games, they're generally empty. When you look at not now, that's not always the case. But if you just look at uh, you know you look at basketball, uh, you look at fo- uh, even at football, there's a lot of games where there's nobody there. Here's the problem: um, four of your biggest teams, and again, two of them are leaving, are pro cities. Right. So while there is a big USC football fan base for the size of the town, USC basketball doesn't get the support. Same goes swap that for UCLA. And even UCLA has great a fan base. They can't sell out their building. Um, Washington football is a big deal up there, but they still play second, third fiddle in Seattle. ASU, the same thing. Um, You know, ASU is third. In that market, maybe, maybe, maybe fourth. I right. don't know how people. I don't know what people think of the Diamondbacks right now. Uh, your PHNX buddies could tell me more. Um, but Jacob, oh, Jacob Franklin, I'm adding you to the stream right now. But Jacob obviously, Franklin. the Cardinals and Suns are a bigger deal in that market. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but um, th- then you throw in, you know, again, Oregon does really well, but does Portland care that much? I think they do. Because they're one one trick one pony town, but I believe again, Washington, I believe Washington 
with the LA schools gone, I believe that the University of Washington is probably the most powerful slash athletic slash academic department remain if you combine both of those right there. Well, I think that's absolutely true with the exception of the Nike money making Oregon. If, uh, if, if tomorrow Phil Knight in Oregon broke up for whatever reason, right. That, right. that program is crippled. Now it's never going to happen, but Washington has, yes, that combination of very good, if not great academics, a really good athletic department, a city that while pro town still loves Husky football. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah, they're there. I think in a weird way, they may benefit from long term from the loss of USC and UCLA in this conference. All right, William Brad Alice, where can they find you? Are you going to be busy this week? Always busy. But, yeah, should have something posted midweek, uh, whether that's uh, tomorrow or, or sometime Thursday afternoon. And then you can find me, WSR Brad, on Twitter. Uh, you can find me just with my name on Facebook if you want updates on my my crazy kids or my ill-fated hockey. Uh, Not ill-fated. Brad got smacked in the face, broke his entire face, and he came back looking better than ever. That was baseball. That was coaching. Yeah. I, I did almost knock myself out with my own hockey stick, though, in this weekend's game. So that wasn't. Brad, you're breaking hockey sticks with your face. Yeah, they're not they're not cheap either. <laughs> but appreciate all of you. We'll be back tomorrow. I will be coming live to you uh, with the great Frank Caliendo. Get your Dylan Anderson questions ready. We're going to hopefully the bike is back. We didn't talk about the bike at all. We're going to talk about all kinds of stuff with Dylan Anderson or with Dylan Anderson with uh, Frank Caliendo. But for William Brad Alice, I'm Mike Luke. Jacob Franklin behind the scenes who had a perfect opportunity to hop in today and decided not to. That's called, or you know what? He's letting us wait. We'll find it next time. But for Brad Alice, Jacob Franklin, I'm Mike Luke. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.